The late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Michael, Michael Reed, Reed on, on LMFM. Now, to the never-easy discussion of uh, death... Uh, it's something that we all face into, obviously, and uh, I'm sure that some of us uh, think about it uh, from time to time. And uh, I think uh, that all of us uh, would hope uh, that there would be certain things in place when our demise comes uh, about. If you were watching Primetime, investigates on Primetime and RTE last night, uh, you'd have had a lot of questions about how we've failed many of our most vulnerable in this country and not for the first time. We said, as the programme very clearly highlighted to to viewers last night, that we wouldn't let it happen again in nursing homes following the first wave of COVID-19. But when you watch Kathleen Thompson or the story of Kathleen Thompson dying in a room in a nursing home on her own with nine members of her family outside looking in at her through a window, uh, only to conclude that she must have passed away. And then her son, John, walks around to the front door to knock on the door to tell the staff in the nursing home that he believed his mother had passed away. You'd have to ask yourself, uh, what are we doing? Um, Well, the programme came about uh, as a result of uh, a campaign that is underway and the care champions are looking for uh, an investigation into how some of our most vulnerable residents have been treated in the nursing homes. We're going to talk to Sarah Robinson, who's a committee member with Care Champions, and Roisin Duffy, uh, whose dad, Tom Mulholland, passed away in Dalgan House, uh, where a lot of people have been asking questions uh, about how their loved ones died uh, and why. Uh, there was a failing in terms of the care provided to them. Good morning to both of you and thank you indeed uh, for joining us on uh, the programme this morning. Uh, Sarah, first of all, uh, I think it was clear in the programme last night that many people, uh, and we heard Michal Martin, the Taoiseach, uh, in May of last year, I think, saying this couldn't happen again. But most of us believe that it wouldn't happen again, but it very clearly did as the programme highlighted Indeed, I I think one of the most distressing things about the programme was the failure really of the nursing home sector and of government to act between the first and the third waves. And I guess in Care Champions, we're, you know, looking down the line and just um, increasingly worried that this type of situation could happen again. Um, We're asking the government for a public inquiry. You're absolutely right. Micheál Martin did say after the first wave that we must evaluate failures that led to over a thousand deaths in the first wave um, to ensure that that didn't happen. But we now have 2,051 people who died due to COVID in nursing homes. Um, 
So you can see that we didn't learn from the first wave. So we're urgently asking the government to act now and have a public inquiry into why these deaths have occurred and the standards of care in nursing homes throughout the pandemic. I think we saw last night horrifically um, negligent standards of care in the three homes that were showcased on the programme. But in Care Champions, we've been supporting um, over 500 families throughout the country with very similar stories. So these are not isolated incidents, Mm. as unfortunately Roisin, I'm sure, will share Mm. her experience in Delgan Mm. as well. Mm. Do you expect that there will be an inquiry? Um, I know that um, Minister Butler um, announced last night that she would um, do everything in her power to to look at this in detail. We we certainly hope that that means that the minister is supportive of a public inquiry. Mm. Um, we feel that, you know, we have consistently raised the alarm, um, as has um, the whistleblowers that you saw um, on RT Investigates yep. last night, and it's been met with deaf ears. So we really hope that the minister is now genuine in this. Um, and, you know, and the Taoiseach can also meet his... And commitment that he made to us as a society in May last year mm. that there would be a proper evaluation. Mm. Yet we've seen almost over a hundred percent increase in deaths in that time on their watch. Mm. Um, so, you know, am I hopeful? I guess we'll continue to fight until we do get this. But we've been sincerely let down by our um, political leadership um, on this issue. Roisin, it was very uh, upsetting to watch the television programme last night. Uh, I'm sure, though, uh, there was uh, little of surprise to you in that you've lived through this uh, to a large extent and uh, you've mourned your father. Indeed, one of uh, the upsetting things for people watching it last night was how uh, people were denied the opportunity to mourn or that their mourning was delayed uh, for some time. But there's been a lot of tea and sympathy uh, over the course of uh, the last year or so in relation to what happened in Dalgan House. Uh, I see Mick Barry Social or People Before Profit TD is going to call for a public inquiry in the Dáil today. Uh, that won't be the first time. Uh, and the families and relatives of Dalgan House have been calling for uh, a public inquiry indeed for well over 12 months at this stage. Yeah, we have been calling for a public inquiry since probably May of last year when Deputy Omeriku first raised the death in Dalgan House, in the Dáil. We met with Ministers Butler and Donnelly on the 28th of October. And in the notes of the the meeting that were provided by Minister Butler, it was outlined that Dalgan House relatives requested that a short review be carried out prior to a thorough review. They noted that the need to have an inquiry. They outlined that they felt that Dalgan House was a unique set of circumstances and could provide a case study for future learning, particularly because of the multi-stakeholder involvement. And to think that we came along to January and the same thing happened again. To watch it last night, you feel as a citizen, did I not explain it clearly enough to the ministers? Did we not outline it clearly enough to the ministers? It was too late for all of our people But what we were trying to do when we met with the ministers was find out what happened, our loved ones, so that we could prevent the same thing happening again. That programme could have been put out last May. Mm. The exact 
same circumstances. And we have a letter from Minister Butler saying all relevant options available to me will continue to be explored by the department. And then we see last night that the minister comes out and says there's going to be no stone left unturned. We outlined very, very clearly in October that what we wanted to ensure was that for all the people of Ireland, that this could never happen again. In May 2020, Stephen Donnelly in the Dáil said, what happened at Dalgan House is a tragedy for all concerned. It's important that a short review is done to see what lessons can be learned and applied quickly in our fight against COVID-19 and a more thorough review into Dalgan House and other long-term care facilities must also be considered. Where is this short review? Where is the detailed review? Are we going to allow this happen again? We're facing into a fourth wave now. Is this going to be what's going to happen again? Am I going to be on with you again, Michael, in 12 months' time, saying, here we've had a fourth wave and the same thing has happened again? The other thing you have to bear in mind is we're an ageing population. More than likely, most of us are in the future are going to be in these facilities. We have to stand up and say, hold on a minute. These are our citizens. We have to defend these people. We have to ensure that they are living in circumstances that are acceptable, no matter what happens. And it's easy to say, oh, COVID happened and we couldn't deal with. This second and third wave that happened in January, we were almost 12 months into it. We knew what had happened the previous times. How could it happen again? I suppose the hope is uh, that all residents in nursing homes have been vaccinated or the vast majority of them at this stage. But we are hearing about these breakthrough infections uh, as a result of uh, Delta. And the question is if uh, they continue to be vulnerable. And I take it that's uh, the risk that you're concerned about, Roisin, in terms of the fourth wave. Well, that's the risk. What do we know about this fourth wave? Mm. We know it's serious enough that we can't open up our country. So we don't know what variants are going to come of this disease. We don't know. We're already on now to a Delta variant. That's probably the fourth or fifth variant that we're on. We don't know, are they uh, going? To, are we going to need booster injections? Are there going to be boosters every year? Are they going to be yeah. administered every year? We don't know yet. Mm. So we don't know how vulnerable people are. But it's the fact that regardless of whether new waves or new variants come, is there a structure in place that when a facility gets into difficulty, is there a procedure in place that they follow? We cannot find that out. Who did they go to? Is there? Uh, it, do they have to contact the families to say, listen, this is what's happening. We can't manage. We did not know that in Dalgan Nursing Home that only six out of 22 nurses were available to work. Mm. But that's what Dalgan were contacting mm. the HSE with on the 6th of April. They were ringing Tony Hulhan and uh, the Minister for Health over the Easter long weekend, well, if on I Easter recall correctly. Sunday, yeah, I yeah. stood at mm. the door of Dalgan and watched my father leaving the facility to go to Our Lady of Lourdes. I was there Easter Sunday night. That night, Dalgan were writing to the Minister 
and to say that at times there was one nurse available to work for right. 80 people, some of whom were very ill. Pleading for help. Pleading for help. On Easter Saturday, Mairead McGuinness contacted Minister Harris to say that there was several deaths, several more with symptoms, acute shortage of staff, no test results. Can anything be done to help? Yeah. That message went to Simon Harris. Simon Harris sent that message to Paul Reid saying, just received this from Mairead McGuinness. Sounds serious. Can you ask someone to act? Paul Reid sent that on to CHO8. Can you check this out, please? No substantial help came to Dalgan until the 17th of April. Okay. Listen, I've gone over time. I apologise for that. Uh, Sarah, um, we can put people in touch with you because I'm sure you'd uh, welcome uh, calls from... We would certainly welcome that. And people can find us on Facebook and Twitter. I'd just like to echo what Roisin is saying, that currently there is no statutory um, resident... Mm. And staff ratio mm. and we see gross disparities in the level of care in many private homes compared mm. to public homes. We have no safeguarding legislation and um, you know Delgan happened uh, over a year ago but RS Attracta mm. happened many many years ago. COVID mm. has just highlighted I suppose the lack of safety of older adults in care in the state um, and we're asking for the minister to also mm. um, make the guidelines on visiting, because families are central to safeguarding and protecting our relatives in care, um, we're asking the minister to turn that into regulations before there is a fourth wave. And he can do that immediately under the powers invested in him under the Healthcare Act 2007. Okay. Um, we also need HICWA as the regulatory body to have expanded powers. We need legislation for that. They need to be able to investigate individual complaints of abuse and harm and to act appropriately to shut down or to bring in, um, you know, mm. other resources when needed immediately. HICWA don't have the power to act. Yeah. So we're, we're, you know, we're in a territory where we are an ageing population We have and we have many vulnerable people behind closed doors that for the past 14 months many of us haven't been able to see what's happening in there and we saw last night on RT Investigates we've heard from Roisin that how in the worst yep. possible situations and um, what can occur and it's heartbreaking and it's from, on our uh, watch. heartbreaking from a, a voyeuristic point of view uh, watching what you've had to live through uh, and I know how terrible it is uh, and how personal it is and how difficult it must be for you to talk about it publicly on the radio for us this morning but thank you indeed for doing that Uh, and uh, we hope uh, that uh, there's some sense made of it in time to come and that uh, there won't be a repeat of it. Uh, I'm terribly sorry to be out of time, but I am out of time. And thank you both for joining us uh, this morning. That's, thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Thank Rob- you, Marco. Thank you very much. Sarah Robinson, committee member with Care Champions and Roisin Duffy, whose father, Tom Holland, passed away in Dialgan House. Michael, Michael Reed on, on LMFM. The late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all 
wrong. What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.